It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, my first guest is a lecturer, researcher, author, organizational advisor and consultant on workplace bullying who penned a really intriguing article recently in the Irish Times, which I read uh, a couple of times over. And it provoked, that article provoked a huge reaction from so many who've been victims in the workplace. And I'm delighted to say she's taken time to join me on the show today. Jacinta Kitt, welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you very much, Jerry. I'm delighted to be with you. Well, I want to throw the ball in, so to speak, at the start of the game by quoting back to you something you said in this brilliant article. You said that bullying can happen to any one of us, but when it comes to the bully, there is a type. What what, what do you mean? What what are the characteristics of a bully? Yeah, it's very interesting that when we talk about bullying or when we hear about bullying, we're often focused on what has happened to the victim and how they have suffered and whatever. But very little focus is put on the person who's doing it. And there is an absolute succinct definition of the kind of person who engages in this type of behaviour. Now, it's a wide definition, but really it it involves somebody who has deep-rooted fears and insecurities, and it's their extreme effort to hide these from themselves and from others. And those are people who have have had, it has come from their childhood. So highly competitive home, for example, favoritism shown between children in the family. Whatever reason, they come with this kind of deep-rooted insecurities. And I suppose they bring that with them and they spend their whole lives trying to lift themselves out of it. But how they do it is by putting people down who who they might feel would be a a threat to them, even though the person poses no threat whatsoever. So they can engage in relentless behaviours, relentlessly cruel. Remember, they have suffered cruelty themselves. Um, they, they, they Relentless. And their aim is to the person whom they perceive as a threat in some way. Their aim is then to create a feeling of worthlessness in those that, you know, are targeted. And what, what, they're, what they're actually doing, and maybe you don't want me to move on to that yet from the profile. No, go ahead, go ahead. But, but what they're actually doing is then, they're, they're doing everything in their power to disempower the other person. And this other person hasn't done anything on them. But this other person is through the eyes of the person who thinks 
that they're a threat. So there's no profile. It can be absolutely anyone. It can be, it often is, in fact, you know, people think it might be the weak and the timid. When they're talking about timidity and weakness, they're often talking about somebody after the experience of being bullied. bullied. Mm. They're not talking about the person prior to that. So often the type of person, and there's no type, but people that I have known who've been bullied, they would have been independent thinkers. They would have been confident in themselves. But that's red rag to a bully. That's red rag to them to see some. So because people who are bullying, they like to see the bully in two ways. They bully by pulling people in with them to become allies. And they bully others that they perhaps think they can't do that with by pushing them out. So it's a two-tiered kind of thing. And those they push out are those they feel most threatened by. And because bullies like conformity and control, who do you think they're going to push out? They're going to push out the people who don't conform. Mm. So maybe maybe it's the person in work who might be a bit innovative, who doesn't follow fashion, yes. you know, who has kind of quirky, you know, quirky. You can be bullied for being quirky, but it's not the quirkiness. It's the perception of the other person that this person is a threat to me and is going to show me up. Yeah. And I hope that makes yeah. sense. Oh, abs- uh, look, makes absolute sense. And the other yeah. thing I just wanted to draw on that you mentioned uh, yeah. uh, in, in your writings is this split personality type, the yes. Jekyll and Hyde yeah. dimension. That can be oh. a telling sign, can't it, as well? Oh, it, 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 it's almost uh, exclusively so in terms of those who bully because they cannot, bullies cannot survive on their own. So as I said just previously, they bring a certain number of people in with them. So let's take, for example, the workplace. And let's take, for example, that they have a leadership role. And I say bullying is often top down. But the reason I say it's top down is those who have a tendency to bully are hell bent on getting to the top. Because remember, they want to improve their self-esteem. They want to get over this feeling of worthlessness. And in doing that, and in order to uh, remain unexposed, they surround themselves with unquestioning allies. And how do they do that? They promote people beyond their competence frequently. So the people then that have been promoted by them, I'm only taking this as one example mm. of leadership, they, they become unquestioning allies. They are indebted to the person. They, they actually feel thankful and grateful for being promoted. So, and, and of course, the person is doing them that big favour. So the person's being very nice to them. Yes. And they would, they would swear on a stack of Bibles that the person was as good as Mother Teresa of Calcutta <laughs> because that's the way they experience yeah. that person. Yeah. However, oftentimes they do see that they have to be very careful. Mm. And, 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 and use and, that status. Yes, and with, um, Jacinta, with that in mind, I, I'm not surprised, I'm getting messages already. If you are affected by what Jacinta is talking about today, 
if you feel yeah. you are being or have been bullied at work, you can get in touch with us. I'll give you the number again. 086-1800-658. That's WhatsApp or text to me in confidence. 086-1800-658. Yeah. I want to read this message because it's just hit me between the eyes and it brings me yeah. to a question I had lined up for you. This is really paraphrasing a question I had. Just listen to this from a, from a listener's come in. Yes. Uh, Jerry, I'm in my job four years and I absolutely love it. I get on with everyone and all the customers. I have to say myself, I'm good at my job, but there's this one person that makes Mm. me feel like SHI dot T. I've already gone to the manager over it Mm -hmm. and I feel really uncomfortable and dreading going to work now because I can't cope with the attitude of this one person. And I'm even thinking of packing my job in that I truly love. What do you say to that person? Well, of course, the, the the first and most important point in this coming out in that person, that person still maintains her, her, his or her sense of self, that they actually know they're good at their jobs. But she's almost nearly reluctant to say that because the main thing that you have to do with bullying in bullying is not believe the lies the person is telling about you or the impression that the person is creating about you. There, you know, and then failing to in some way challenge the behaviour, even in a very small way to challenge it. Mm. Sometimes, see, people often, people often say nothing about that because it sounds, it's so subtle and it's so insidious. Yes. It just sounds like you're, you're, you're being fussy or pernickety. Of course, the main thing that they'll say to you, if you say anything, is, oh, are you not a bit paranoid? Maybe you're a bit overly emotional. You know, they'll use that kind of label to put you down. But if you really can see that something like this is happening, it is, it is important to, to do something. Now, let me tell you, it's not easy. Mm. And let me tell you, it's not easy if you go making a formal complaint or whatever, or if you go to the high court and you could be years at it and it's very difficult to go that way. However, there are two quotes that come to my mind, if I can remember them now. They're not my own quotes, but they're two good quotes. And let me see what they are. Yes. Failing to challenge, failing to challenge, or we can put in failing to confront, costs more than the worst imagined consequences of confronting or challenging. So that's one. So not doing anything about it. Not doing a thing about it, but, but trying to get on with it, trying to be nice to the person, trying to ignore it, all of those things. That's failing to challenge costs more than the worst imagined mm. consequences. So what are the worst imagined? You think this person's going to turn around and kill you, uh, but failing to do it. And the other one is how real is risk? The risk of saying something or doing something. And the quote there is guaranteed misery if you don't, guaranteed misery versus a chance for peace of mind. And that is what people who are bullied need, a peace of mind going in in the morning that want to get on with their colleagues, want to contribute productively and positively and want to be left alone. And that is not too much to ask. No, so not at all. And expecting the organisation to do it for you. Unfortunately, the first thing you've got to do is keep your own self-esteem high. Keep realising that even though this person is at you, because the worst thing that happens in the close relationships, for example, in the home, is that you begin to believe the lies they tell about you. Mm. Because 
Bullying attacks. I hope I didn't say this already. And if I did, stop me, please. Bullying attacks the three core needs that we have for well-being. And here you're, you, you are talking about mental well-being, but you're also, also talking about physical well-being. Mm. I know people who have developed cancer as a result of being bullied, and they have attributed it to it because it's stress-related, and the stress is coming from the bullying. So bullying attacks the three core needs that we have for well-being. And the first one is competence, uh, to feel a need to feel that you're capable and that you're effective. Oh, my God, does the bully love to knock that out. Oh, my God. It's torture. I'm just writing a little quote there. I thought I'd put it up on Twitter. I only revised Twitter since the article last week. And the the um, the quote is, oh, my God, what, am I, what is it? The need to feel that. Oh, I forget it now at this moment. Oh, yes, about the withholding of recognition. Not giving recognition is something, you know, is one thing. Mm. You know, people who forget to say well done or forget to say thank you or forget to say you look nice, you know, that can be inadvertent. But bullying is a step further. It's a withholding of that. It's a stick in their craw to say it to you. They wouldn't please you to say a nice thing. Mm. And that's the first core need. The second core core need is the need for relatedness, the need to have people around you to feel accepted and connected. And what are they trying to do? Isolate you, exclude you, leave you out. And the, the third one is the need to have a degree of control over your actions and your behaviours, and they disempower you. So it's very, very scary. It's almost like they have a PhD in it. The, the behaviours are so consistent. Yes. And that's why you'll have reactions. But people will say, oh, I know, I know, I know what she's talking about. Of course they know what she's talking about, because she's talking to me, me I'm talking about bullying. But very few times that you hear discussions about bullying, it is nearly almost about the victim and the effect on the victim and that it doesn't concentrate on the other side. Rose has been on to say, hi Jerry. thank you for doing this. I can so identify what that brilliant lady is saying. Thank you so much. Thank you for that comment. Jerry. I was severely bullied and what they did to me has now shaped my mindset. So I would now rather work alone because the insults are a constant loop in my head. Isn't that shocking that somebody feels like that? Here's another one. From my personal experience, Jerry. I think you're bullied when you're a soft touch, when you have no confidence. You don't like confrontation. You like to get on with people and get the job done. You'll do anything for a quiet life and also trying to please them as well. There are more there. That's just a feel for what's coming to me. I want to come back to, though to something you said, Jason. This is very important. You said to people today, you must confront this. You must take it on. You cannot just endure this. You, you know yourself that if it's endured by one person and you don't take it on or you leave the company or whatever, that yeah. bully is going to find another victim, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, for sure, for sure. Unless, well, there, the organisation has a responsibility. And organisations, I'll just give you a little bit of the history of what's happened in workplaces. Yes. For example, prior to the recession, now we're going back to the the boom times, I was working up and down the country with organisations, really, really attempting to deal with this bullying. The, the, The recession came then, 
bullying went off the radar entirely. If you told a person that you were bullied, they'd say, well, aren't you lucky to have a job? Don't be bothering me with bullying. Mm. So it went off. But now it's creeping back in again, particularly in the off-gate people work from home, but it can happen anywhere. It's increasing in the home, in schools, in workplaces, everywhere. And what we have to look at there is the organisation, not the individual. Mm. Now, when I say confront, I don't mean get up and start shouting and warning. I mean small little incidents and small little sentences that you say when you shout at me in front of my colleagues, I'd be very upset and annoyed and I'd like you not to do it. So I'm talking about very small, just not letting yourself go down under it, feel embarrassed and ashamed and cower. That's when they really feel they have won. So I'm not really talking about major confrontation, but I'm talking about major confrontation from the organisation. And I worked with the colleague for years trying to identify what were the responses to bullying in workplaces. Four. First one, dismissive. Oh, for God's sake. A bit of bullying never did anyone any harm. If that one wasn't bullied, I'd bully her myself. Number one. Okay, not too many there. Minimum compliance. Cover your ass. Cover your back. What's the minimum we need to do if anyone takes a complaint against us? They don't care about bullying. Reactive. Oh, oh, bullying complaints. Now, what do we do? Formal, informal, all of that. That's only react. No good either. A little bit better than the others, of course. Proactive. Proactive is getting the right people into your job, having the right ethos in your in your um, in your workplace. You know, having openness, having good communication, having sharing of ideas. All of those things are the proactive things that prevent bullying. And when you're picking somebody for a job, you look at their psychological capital and not their human capital. Because some of these bullies can come in with their PhDs and whatever. But that is no indication of what they're going to be like. You have to look at their psychological capital. That is the ingredients. What psychological capital is? Their levels of positivity. And, you know, when you hear somebody kind of denigrating somebody who likes to be nice and all that, most good people like to be nice. And like to, you know, like to get on with people. I mean, that shouldn't be a profile mm. for being bullied. But the bully is threatened by that. Of course, they don't like, they don't want you to be liked. They want you to be excluded and put out. So what it's all that, the organisation has a huge responsibility. Yes, and, 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 and can I say this to you? Uh, orga- you went through the four points there. Very yeah. interesting. Organisations, you know, it's it's a hot potato for an awful lot of them to handle, and they don't yeah. have policies in place. And there are people in positions in organisations don't have the training or capability to do it either. And this is across the board. But here's the thing, because time will beat us, and I want to get this in. Mm. You mentioned the shouting, and the, you, 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 there are many aspects to bullying. But what about yeah. the subtle bully? You know, who oh. you know uh, uses communication to cut you off, or uh, those little things that are not overt. That is just so destru- destructive, isn't it? But you mean it's 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 in the main uh, psychologically uh, psychological and emotional. It's in the main subtle and insidious. It's hidden from others at times. Mm. I, just to tell you, the people who bully, you might think that in times when you might be upset or you might have an illness in the family or you might have an illness yourself, that they ease up. No. They use that time to escalate their behaviours. It's completely subtle. It's very rarely about shouting and roaring. It is nasty nuances 
of what they're saying. It's small little things, niggly things over time to isolate you, to give you a bad reputation. When you think there might be empathy and compassion coming from that person, what does that say about that person? That says an awful lot about their own inadequacy. I describe it myself that they have high self-esteem. There's conceitedness about them, but it's unhealthy high self-esteem. It's high self-esteem based on, I have to stay up here, and how am I going to do it? I'm going to put down anyone who looks like a threat. So it is in the main good people, but I don't, there's no profile. It can be anybody. Yes. And of course it can be people, so-called people please. I'm a people pleaser with my work when I'm lecturing. I want to please these people. I want to get them to enjoy it. That's, that's a natural thing. That's mm. not a flaw. Um, you know, but, but definitely it is something that is relentless and keeps going. And when I talk about uh, challenging it, I just mean being able to realise this is not good enough. And even to be able to say, you know, that's not good enough. Let's come back to your comments. And they're coming into us. In confidence, I promise you. Jerry, I was bullied uh, by a colleague, by my manager. I suffered a nervous breakdown and eventually had to leave the job I loved. The bullies are out there still alive and well. Another one there. Jerry, I was bullied at work. I was told I was paranoid. I suffered with depression in the past and they used that emotion to destroy me. Thank God I'm in a job now where people respect me. That woman you have is simply brilliant and she is and she's just back for a moment before we finish up. Now, Jacinta, I have to leave it there today but I, uh, you are one person I am coming back to for sure because you want to see what's happening here in terms of messages. They're flying into us now. This is a widespread problem. Look, just two words before you go. You say you must confront it and you must take it on with management. You cannot work in this environment. Quickly. Yes. Well, well, well. I, I'm, I'm very reluctant to leave that as the two key points. The key, two key Go points on. I want to leave you with is that we need to focus on the people who are doing it. Okay. And we need to focus on the behaviours. It is too much of a onus to put it on. That's only one dimension. Yes. Talk about. Too much of a onus for that to be your key points. The key points are. Focus on the behaviours that constitute bullying. Focus on the damage it does to your organisation. And focus on the people who do it. Brilliant. And be sure you pick the right people for the job. Jacinta Kiss, you have been fantastic. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thank Take care you. of yourself. Jacinta Kiss there. Late Lunch LMFM Radio. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.